Hello, everybody, and welcome to another playoff edition of the Hustle and Hoops podcast. We're really in the thick of things now. Series have concluded. We're getting into the crunch time at game five and six. Must win games. Um, as always, we got a little bit of a different group today. No Jack today, so it's just Jacob and Dove. Boys, how you doing today? Feeling good about the three-man weave. Unfortunately, we can't have Jack today, but like Shoop said, you know, got to keep it pushing. I did not exactly. say that. We're here for the three-man <laughs> weave today. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we will, No Jack to keep us in check today, so the hot takes might be flowing, um, especially from yours truly. But we'll start off with a little bit of fast break, some quick news, and there's nothing more news and noteworthy than some of the injuries that are coming out the NBA playoffs right now. A lot of injuries coming into this to the playoffs by a lot of different teams. But right now, the biggest injuries on the table are obviously Chris Middleton and Devin Booker. Right before we hit record, Devin Booker probable to play tonight according to Woj or questionable but like leaning towards probable bearing a, a pregame setback uh tested at the pregame yeah, warm-ups test, yeah that's what they always say bearing a setback in pregame warm-ups he should be able to play you think they can close it out I mean Devin they did they lose a game they lost the game that Devin Booker left in initially right yeah he dropped 30 in the first half and then yeah. left yeah so do you think a you think Devin Booker's smart to come back right now uh, it might give them a little extra rest if, if they do win, but do, like, what are your thoughts on that? And is it, is it enough to close out them out on the road? Do. Oh, I'll go right now. Um, as we're recording this game six is tonight and it is in new Orleans. And I'm not sure if having a not 100% Devin Booker is worth it because you just show that you can win. So I would say play game six without him. And if it's a blowout, then that's honestly not good because then you're not taking too much momentum back home. But if it's close and you guys lose and it's game seven, then you obviously put uh, Booker into the lineup for Game Seven. Oh, you're and saying in the case of of, of them deciding not to play do, him, Duva saying, yeah, Duva saying it might be smarter to let to him rest another him. day. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. The um, argument is obvious. It's you know, if you can get out tonight in four, you know, in in in, in six, then then get out in six. Like avoid that Game Seven at all costs. I think this is the perspective that uh, that Phoenix and Booker is taking here. I think that's facts. And there's upside to that because you could easily get out tonight. But if he does play and you gets injured, like, fair, then you're thinking about next round or maybe game seven if you lose. I mean, we've already seen him drop 30 in a game in a half leave and then they lose so not having a hundred percent booker will most definitely hurt them more than help them but he could be a like a decoy you know out there doing too much and when they when they play next is dependent on whether they win tonight obviously and it's also dependent on what happens in the memphis minnesota series because that would be their uh, next round opponent so if they do win tonight with Booker, they'll get the extra break uh, for sure because Memphis, Minnesota doesn't play till tomorrow. And then Minnesota forces a game seven. Devin Booker is going to get a lot like a, you know, a four or five day break before they play game one of round two. But is that really Dallas or Utah? You mean? No. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're Come right. Phoenix. Oh, I'm, I'm dumb. Oh, my God. You're good. You're good. Good. But like, I mean, it's the, so I guess. They're on the same, same principle, schedule. Though. Same on, principle. But no, but they're on the same schedule. So like, yeah, they're relying on that game to go the distance. If you want to get him the ex, if you want him to get in, do the business and get out and get the rest. Like, I would personally give him the extra rest now if you need him for Game Seven. Gets to play at home, in front of the home crowd. I'm with Doof on this one. I'm not really risking himself. We we saw Luca. He obviously played really well in his first game back from injury. That was a 
probably a more significant injury if he was missing. He was missing like a week and a half, two weeks, but he was not healthy. He was not healthy out there. He was walking around the court. He helped him like he's helping him win now, but I personally don't think it's worth the risk on a non-elimination game for Devin Booker to be playing tonight. It's a fair point. I don't really, I think both sides are too fair of an argument to necessarily say, um, which one I think is going to be better. Obviously, they picked the latter. They want to play him. So we'll just have to see what happens, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's all hindsight. Yeah. It's all hindsight because yeah. you're also running the risk of re-injury. That's the biggest thing. Like, the, the, that, the closer you are to the injury. Like, it's not just about giving him extra rest. It's the longer you rest also, like, the less re-injury risk. So I completely agree. Like, even if he is feeling healthy, he's probably not 100%. Even He won't be 100% in two days either, but it'll, it'll be less likely to be re-injured at that point. Yeah, and with the Woj tweet, I think their next step here with the pregame warm-ups is going to be very crucial, and they're going to take it slow for sure. And they're not going to – they're going to be thinking exactly what we're thinking right now. And um, – if the trainer or the doctor, whatever they have down there, says he's good to go and D-Book wants to play, I think it's going to be hard to say no. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be a tough, tough call. If he plays, I think we'll probably get like a 20.9, 20-plus, 20 probably. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if he's on a minutes restriction. Woj didn't say anything about that. You'd have to assume he would be. Um, but he also wouldn't be out there if he couldn't go for – you know, normal Devin Booker minutes. So we'll have to see about that. Uh, team dealing with a more significant injury now, the Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton dealing with a grade two MCL sprain. Uh, Shams is reporting that he is out for a significant amount of time, including the entirety of the second round series versus the Boston Celtics, um, which will tip off, I believe, this Sunday is game mm-hmm. one. Um and he is in danger of possibly missing most, if not all, of a conference final series if they were to make it there. Um, they were able to close out the Bulls without him. The Bulls were also missing two key rotation players and Alex Caruso and Zach Levine, but and they were still able to do it. Lonzo is a given. He, he hadn't played the whole series. Yeah, but good, like, point, good point, good point. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show, but... This is significant, guys. We were talking about Chris Middleton. If he's not there, it's Drew Holiday to step up next. It's Giannis to even take on a larger workload. He's the he's the he's their glue guy, is he not? Like he, against a hot Boston. He's their team. closer. He's their closer. Yeah. Giannis is Giannis is the guy that brings it all together. He's he's I, well. I but I yeah. Like they can win with like they can win without uh, Chris, obviously. But I, I, I think Chris is kind of the glue guy. I think Chris, I, I, he's the closer, he's the shooter. And obviously Giannis is the best player. But usually I don't consider the best player to be the glue guy. I think just because, and I also want to say really quickly, I don't think we should get too into predicting how this will affect the Boston-Milwaukee series because I think we should save that for when we genuinely do second-round predictions once the first round is over. Um, But... Sorry, repeat your question. <laughs> you said there wasn't really a question. It's just this is a significant thing. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just with Chris Middleton. Oh, glue guy, the glue guy stuff. Um, oh, yeah. With I Chris Middleton, I think there's an. It's you know, I'm not trying to argue with you, um, but I think the argument for Giannis being identified as the glue guy for the Milwaukee team is because of the amount of things that he does on the floor. You know, like he ties in the defense. Um, you know, that you have with Drew Holiday as kind of the um, the spearhead of the defense in a sense. And you got Giannis as the roamer, you know, kind of just playing free safety. Um, I, I just don't think that, the best player on the team is a glue guy. That's what I'm saying. I get that. I get like, that. Who's, who's the I, Warriors I think, glue guy? I think it's Draymond Green. Exactly. And right. But no one's saying Draymond Green is the best player on the team. But. <laughs> two totally different systems yeah i just i just think like based off of how the bucks play 
and how I could how I define a glue guy, which off the top of my head would I think it's different just than be you. like I would I would say Drew Holiday for my glue guy. So not because Dove is saying Giannis. Yeah, Dove is saying I think Giannis, Giannis does the Giannis obviously does the most. You can't take that away from him. But off the court, when it's Chris and Drew manning the offense and, and defense, Drew is that guy. He's the lockdown defender. I think, he, yeah, he brings that energy. He's a veteran. And you, if Giannis had to pick, I don't think he'd, he'd want himself to be a captain of the team. If there was one, he'd want, like, one of the older – one of the other guys, you know? He's that type of guy. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that so much. But – I think the other side to that is, yeah, sure, Drew is the spear, the spear point of the defense, and Chris, like you said, like is their shooter. He's that guy um, for them when they need to get buckets. But who ties that all together? Who's opening up the offense but you're not saying, on the but floor? Who's I, who's Chris is the one who's, who's creating the penetration, right? Because Giannis is the one who well, starts but that's, it. Okay, so that's just that's just perspective. I think the person who is doing all the things to initiate the offense on the floor, and while Drew Holiday is the one who's playing on ball against more often than not the star on the other team, it's Giannis who's playing free safety and getting the steals, getting the blocks, contesting, doubling when need when need be, crashing the rim. Like there, there are a lot of things that Giannis does that I think ties what everyone else on the team does together to make this a championship team. That's why I see him as the glue guy. That's fair. I mean, I'm just like, I think we have a different point of view on glue guy. I think you're wrong personally. I, th- I think glue guys can't be the best player on the team. Like if you look at a team like the Suns, Chris, Chris Paul or Devin Booker, are not either of their glue guys. I, like they're not the glue guy. I would say it's more maybe of a I Mikael don't Bridges. maybe I don't know what the definition of a glue guy is. Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe my pers- like my perspective is just wrong. I don't think I don't, the, be- I don't, I don't think know. the best player on the team. It's like a glue guy, in my opinion, is someone who like does is is there twenty four seven. Does the dirty work for the team. Is like will, like can hit the big shot if needed. Like is there to pick up the teammates when they're down? Someone who can it's, so it's someone who can it's someone who can pick up the slack for when the superstar is slacking, in my opinion. Counter so perfect example, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He's for the, the Miami superstar. Heat. He's the superstar. But you just everything you just explained is except for he picks up the slack of the superstar. Is that's why Jimmy that's does. why he can't be it. Because he fits like all Tyler. of those categories except for filling in for a superstar. It's, it's a, super, a superstar. It's a given that they should be able to do things like that. Yeah. So that's what James I'm Harden, saying. So James Harden has never been a superstar. James no, Harden puts the team on his back. Like James Harden's put put those Houston teams on his back. But according to all of your things that Just are because, a given as a superstar, James Harden does not have all those things. He hasn't had all those things at any point. Like I'm, I'm not. We're not roping in your James Harden hatred. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a fair debate. And you, on those Rockets team, on those Rockets teams, I would say PJ Tucker was the glue guy. No, no, no. But that's not what I'm saying. You just said what I, what you were saying is the quality. But I was also saying, but, but don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. No, let me say, saying with the qualifiers of the rope of of a glue guy, right? And I said, what about James Harden? And you said, that's a given. Those are are what a star player should have. A superstar should have those and be doing those anyways. And I said, James Harden doesn't do those. So is he not a superstar? Well, do you consider getting to the free throw line, doing dirty work? Because that's something he, he's very good at. You Okay, so what about holding up your players or doing really any kind of... Honestly, James Harden, James, James Harden <laughs> in the past three years, like, I, I agree, like... Since he demanded his trade to Houston, he's he's become a bitch. Like he he can't, he he hasn't been a team leader with Brooklyn and with Philly. He that's he not been his them. job. But with Houston, I would say he he was a superstar, and he did those things. He was the leader of those I, I'm, teams. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just trying to poke holes in your argument because that's what you do in a debate. But Joel Embiid is the is the superstar on Philly. Fine, that's fine. So like it doesn't that's matter what, what James Harden what... like does. James Harden's not the glue guy or the superstar in this scenario. Say that again. 
Tobias Harris. It's not go back the, to what you're saying. The no, superstar. No, 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 a little bit, a little bit more. I, I, really I, I genuinely. That. What do you want me to it say? It doesn't matter what James Harden does. Now we're getting to the meat of the conversation. I'm kidding. All right, let's let's. I don't even know what you're saying. Let's revert back to I what think, we were talking about because no, because because it was just it, we got off topic because the you, biggest thing about the glue guy I said is that it can't, it shouldn't be a superstar, and it should, and it's a guy who can help clean up the pieces when the team is falling apart, and it's not a superstar. Completely, that's the fine. biggest. That's thing. complete. That's completely fine. That is and if fine. you want to say James so. Harden wasn't a superstar when he was winning, no, MVP, no, 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 because now you're that's, doing that's now you're your doing prerogative. What you always do. That's now you're your doing prerogative. What you always do. Not based off the debate we were having. I used the criteria you gave me and tested your criteria. That's all I did. I'm, that's okay. it. Fine. I didn't say I didn't say James Harden in Houston wasn't a superstar because that's been the entire establishment of my argument against him. So let's just move on because clearly, clearly. If you think you won We're not this argument, you're level. wrong. If you think you won this I, argument, I, you're I wrong. I don't think we, I, there's no way of me to have been able to win this argument because you fundamentally didn't understand what I was arguing. I would like to say for the record, I'm with Shub. Thank you. I, I don't care. Thank you. Care. We, we, this is why we have multiple people on this show now. So sure. we can have a person be a voice of reason in this situation. And, and I, I think just, I'm that you, voice of reason. You don't understand you what a glue guy is. You're just not that point that. of reason. No, but that's, trying to but push that's, an agenda. No, because James Harden was... was see, okay, I, I admit I put myself in a hole using James Harden as an example, but he was a perfect example for the criteria that Shub had given me. In but, a but we, we were talking about glue criteria. guys, but we were talking about glue guys, not superstars. Right, but yeah, you can't... The one who no brought hole. up the criteria... To be a superstar? No, to be a to be a glue guy. And then I had said So James Harden's not a, a glue if guy. A, if a so we're on the same page. If a superstar is doing is not doing those things, are they a superstar? Because you said it would be a given that if they're doing those things, they're already a superstar. Like if they're a superstar, they should be doing those things anyways. Okay. Fine. That was it. That was the only Chris argument Middleton I was will be missed. Making. Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton will, be will be missed in missed. conclusion. Um Additionally, in the East, Fred Van Vliet move on to the next missing expansion team. A, a second, uh, what? What? Uh, I was. I thought we were going to the Jazz first. No, Fred. Fred Van Vliet missing another game tonight. Back home in Toronto, they were down three zero. It is now three to two. Doc Rivers is losing his mind in Philadelphia. Uh, Fred- <laughs> I don't think Fred Van Vliet or not. I don't think I, I think Toronto might win this game. <laughs> hop on, hop on, ladies. Yeah. Joel Embiid has not been the same since that uh, thumb injury. He's definitely playing injured, and I, you know, he was really good during the regular season. We'll talk a little bit about this series maybe in a little bit, but do how like they they proved they can win with Fred, without Fred Van Vliet the other day. Yeah, I assume they have a better chance tonight at home. This is funny because for the past two pods, maybe three, we've been laughing at Dove for standing on this mountain, willing to die for the Raptors. And I think the universe just wants to prove this man right. And I don't know. I think I think it's just that I was right. Not yet. You you predicted that Joel Embiid would get hurt. This okay, is um, this is more James Harden slander. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, this is mm. more so Dove's agenda being pushed. It's really not anti. It's a large part propaganda. of it. It's a large part of it. I'll totally admit that, but it's not the entire anti Tobias Harris. Keep propaganda. going, Dove. Keep going, Dove. We're interrupting you. Sorry. Oh no, there's nothing more to it. Um, this is going to be a crazy game six tonight, and. I bet we best believe to see Drake throw Drake will be there. coaching up his team with Nick Nurse. It's a duo. It's a duo in Toronto. And um yeah, we're gonna say it's more fireworks. of Van Fleet and, and Drake is kind of the duo, but yeah, a hundred percent. X Factor, Chris Boucher is gonna have a crazy <laughs> game tonight. I'm calling it. But that is props, that is props. You heard it here first. Uh, 
<laughs> seal of approval. That's the that's the due stamp of approval right there. Um, real stamp. Let's go to the the West. Utah dealing with injuries to both of their superstars. Donovan Mitchell played out last game, reeled after he was getting an MRI for his hamstring. Shouldn't be too big of a deal, but he's definitely feeling some discomfort. Then Rudy Gobert got stung by his own bees. They turned on him on the nose. Shouldn't be too big of a deal either. But those are both things that can impact a game. And when they're facing elimination, that's not something you want. I don't know why. Is I have to do with either of the teams? No, I was I was getting the crowd going. Oh, you're getting the crowd going. (laughs) Getting Dallas Uh, going. Getting Dallas going, Mark Cuban's on his feet. I, I mean, love how Mark Cuban jittered. sits on the bench, by the way. It's awesome that Mark Cuban's like literally just standing on Beautiful. the bench with the rest of the players. He's a, he's a he looks at Luca he's like their his glue son. guy. It's very funny. Mark Cuban is the Mavericks glue guy. He's the glue guy. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably probably Dorian Finney Smith, but yeah. Um Rudy. We gotta, we gotta, it never we gotta, ceases to surprise. Put this on blast for a second. Is he? I'm confused about the B thing because I didn't he's really look at any of it because you know I don't care. Um, Certified. so he's playing, Not correct? That. Like, yeah, he's, he's playing, playing, he's playing, okay. but it's it's gonna affect him like in some in, way. Is he allergic to bees? No, he's a beekeeper. It just hurts. Okay, so it's a bee sting on your nose. Had a reaction. Yeah, not to get, swollen. not to get controversial. He was never questionable. Like he's not on the injury report. That's not that's not what I'm saying. So Rudy clearly has a weird line of like what is super serious for him. So like bee sting is too far. Like, man, put that on the injury report right now. Like this is serious. Everyone needs to know about this. No, he just talked about it in his in his pregame but microphones, uh, interviews. Microphones are 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 full go. No stop. Just I don't know what right that has it. to do with this. I'm talking about his line. His line. He's what clearly beasting. Beasting. <laughs> I don't know, but there's a line somewhere. What line? And, like, and I don't know what line clearly, is. What line clearly for Rudy, for Rudy, beastings has crossed the line, and you're, he can't. He can't. You're on one right now. I have no idea what you're talking about. I think it's no Minden. I think no Minden. I think no Minden kind of offsets my like. You're going um, crazy today. My stability. It's also late. We're doing this two hours later it's than we normally o'clock. do. It, so that's what are you eighty? And my ADHD, my ADHD meds wear off around four thirty. Uh, I so I just go. I don't know what line you're talking about. I don't think the mic. I don't know either. Let's like move he on was just talking. Like, I think we should. His face was swollen. They're like, "Why is your face swollen?" He said, "I got stung by a bee at my like by what by at the hive at my house." And that was the extent of it. I'm still playing. Don't worry. It's just hilarious that he got stung by his own bees. Um, let's move on to the beef of the podcast today. The ham sandwich. The ham and the ham sandwich. Um, four teams moved on. Four teams were eliminated since we last recorded a podcast. Um, we'll start off with the ones we're going to talk about the least. First, Miami and Atlanta. Miami. Good for them. They got to play the worst team in the playoffs. Like that. That's what you Solid get. Solid clap. That's what you get when you're the number one seed. You get to play the worst team in the conference, and the Hawks were definitely that. I I do have to try to remember who picked who at the start of the series. I, I remember the Hawks. a strong, not confidence because it wasn't even con- it was it was it a disbelief in Miami? Was that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And a belief I'll in tell you right now what it was. It was me and Dove on the Heat and Shub. And I, I, I already had said uh, I already said I was yeah, on yeah. Atlanta. I, no, I already, no, he's I just reminding me. He's just reminding. He's I, reminding but I already reminded you. I already reminded you. Yeah, but I, I'm I not one to shy away from that. that. Leaves that leaves two other people. Shub. Yeah, There's two okay. whole other people that I was asking about. Okay. Um. So um. I we're gonna talk about in the offseason, but Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. Trey got absolutely locked. Like That's we'll really talk. The only yeah, thing we we'll, need to take the future of the Atlanta Hawks. Trey's in need of another superstar to take some of the weight off his shoulders. 100%. John Collins. Is not a superstar. Decline that player option. My guy, he signed an extension. 
uh, he is staying in Washington unless they want to trade money. for him. I yeah. forgot about that. And Miami, they got some figuring out to do. Exactly. They, they get the heel up a little bit, um, but they got some figuring out to do with these rotations because I don't know how you can take Victor Oladipo out the rotation. Um, you got two guys coming back from injury, and uh, Kyle and uh, Jimmy, who are going to demand about 75 minutes combined per night at least. So those minutes have got to go, got get taken away from someone who played in the last game and multiple people. And as a matter of fact, one thing the heat did do that I like Dwayne Dedman was out of the rotation and they're starting P they're running PJ Tucker as their backup center. I don't know why they weren't doing that ever before. Like they literally exclusively ran similar to what the nuggets do. But like still, like the they, like what the Nuggets do, where if, if Jokic is not playing, Boogie is in. I don't know why the Heat insisted on doing the same thing with Bam and Deadman. Well, because I think I think they needed to match bigs. They have the Hawks had Clint and Onyeko, so when Clint went out, it was like okay, no. But they did it the whole about. regular season too. That's what I'm saying. It's just going. You know, I think it's uh, you play differently in the playoffs. Most teams normally use small lineups majority at least but they, they weren't even doing this the first teams... couple games of the season of the of the series and they were winning they were one they won right, those I, games. i'm That's saying why... because clint capella was playing they clint capella didn't play the first Pike. two games of the playoffs he didn't not you're not right. a, no. he didn't oh my god you're, 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 you're like thinking right. opposite right. right now yeah i'm thinking like when, when capella yeah. came back <laughs> they, they started go, they took a dead man out the rotation all right yep, yeah i'm yeah. so We'll talk about the Heat more uh, when we know they're when we talk about second round, which will not be today. Um, and then Boston, we'll talk about more um, second round as well. And then we'll, we'll cover Brooklyn a little bit. Uh, they sucked. Folded. They like you could like you could say they were one second away from winning game one, um, but they they lost that game fair and square. Duville, what do you think the future in Brooklyn holds? I mean, I just want to say I'm ashamed at picking the Nets two two pods in a row. Um, I really thought KD and Kyrie were just going to blow by the Celtics in six, and I was sadly wrong. It was a sweep, and I sound sad right now because although I hate KD, I am a little sad. I wanted to see them go a little further, maybe play the Bucks, see a revenge series. Would have made for good television, but I think this offseason, they're going to have to answer a lot of questions. They have a lot of veterans like LaMarcus, Blake, Patty, Goron. And then they got young vet, young guys coming back like Joe Harris, um, Kessler, Cam. Wait, up. what? They've got young guys coming back. Joe not Harris, Joe, not Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Oh, not, not, but like compare, like, like young, yeah, yeah, when you yeah, compare yeah. Him to Blake younger. Griffin and Patty Mills, and yeah, that's a good point. He is technically okay. Yeah, that's um, but, um, so do you think? Yeah, got, do you think they blow it up or like? You'd have to assume guys like DeAndre or or Andre Drummond. Uh, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge would not be returning. Like they're going to have a lot of decisions to make. And especially with Ben Simmons, who if a game, uh, there's no sign of him coming back to play professional basketball anytime soon. I I left him out for a reason because I think his, his status will be up in the air for quite some time. I, I just, I have just it's sim- it's similar to what Duvel was saying, just on a different from a different uh, angle. It's like I I did not pick them in the plan necessarily as confidently, um, or was it the plan? I don't remember what it was, but like maybe it was right before the playoffs. But just like I, we had talked shit about Kyrie, and then he dropped fifty. Yeah, right before the playoffs, and it was yeah. like, yeah, I remember hmm, that. maybe I'm making a mistake. And then in the play-in, he went, you know, whatever, eleven for twelve that one game, and I was like, yeah. hmm. Yeah, this guy's pretty I good should, still. I, sh- I should not completely count out them just because it's just KD and Kyrie. And then going into the playoffs, I think I had sell this Nets in seven. 
And then when we did that second episode, I switched to Celtics in seven because I still can anyone except for like a diehard Celtics fans like Bill Simmons have been confident that the Celtics would have done what they did. I think I picked the Celtics. No, I'm saying in four. Oh, not in four. No way. In four. A whopping. Less than, sorry, less than six, honestly. I I mean, there was no part of me that saw it going less than six. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be it'll be an interesting offseason, and that's another team we'll definitely cover in the offseason. Might even have to do a whole episode dedicated to them just because of how interesting they are. Um, another team that moved on, Milwaukee. We already covered that, uh, them moving on to play Boston in the next round. They're like everyone else is looking good. Brooke Lopez is playing good basketball right now. Um, Wait, Giannis. can I say something about Milwaukee? Yeah, I don't yeah. Want to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. You get right before your your rant with Dove. I want to say the glue guy is Grayson <laughs> Allen, and then butt out. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just wanted to. No, nah, I don't respect I that opinion at all. So bad. Moving on. I like. On. I like Grayson Allen as a like glue that. guy better than Giannis. Hate that. Hate that. Grayson Allen could be a glue guy on a team. But the oh, the realistic guy is Drew. All right, now we that's a on. that's a fair that's a fair pick. Um, I genuinely am fine with all three of our answers on that. By the way, not yet. Just letting you know, this is not the glue guy. I I don't care. Um, I don't care. We'll talk about Milwaukee more in depth as well when we talk about the second round. Hopefully, two podcasts next week. Uh, we're like we will probably miss game one, but by the time game two, we'll be able to make our series prediction uh, for the rest of the series. But the team they eliminated, the Chicago Bulls, news came out today. Lonzo Ball is still not even close to returning to, you know, peak physical form. Another surgery might be on the table. Uh, James Wiseman had meniscus surgery last, uh, like at the end of last season and didn't miss this entire season. Um, And Lonzo had his surgery in about January. He's, I would deem him very questionable to be on the, in the, in the lineup on opening night, uh, come October, November. So what you're saying is going into this off season, Zach Levine seeing that they won't have, or most likely might not have Lonzo ball next season and seeing how that affected them this season decides, Hmm, let me go sign with Detroit real quick for the max. Uh, I don't trust Troy Weaver to sign to throw a max contract. So, with anyone, to be honest, ignore what I'm what that specific part of it. But do you think um, that the Lonzo Ball and I'm, that's why I'm you know asking like does this injury have a I think it has implications. I think it has, yeah I I'm bringing it up because I think it I definitely has implications on their off season plans and uh, at at their like beginning of next season potentially even longer, depending on how bad this meniscus injury really is for his long-term health. I won't talk about this real quick. This is a common theme we've been talking about, how these uh, professional athletes have been getting injured and all of them are on their own timetables. Now, I think for Lonzo's case specifically, he will come back next season at some point. I agree with Shub. He won't be back opening night and that's just kind of like not like clay but in the way like they're not going to bring him back until he's fully 100 yeah and that's fair you don't want to rush a guy but i think all in Lonzo's case you have to kind of think this could be an injury that's going to follow him kind of like curry's ankles like this could be a reoccurring thing and i also wanted to point out Chris Middleton with his injury, that's also another injury where guys are kind of on their own timetables. There's not like a set in stone yeah, when, not, when it, you'll be back. For him, it, like Middleton, it's not surgery. It's just get healed. Right. It's and just that like Lonzo's been healing. since Lonzo did get surgery, but he's been healing since then. It's like Jamal Murray's surgery. Jamal and, Murray got surgery a year ago. Some people are, are playing post ACL surgery by then he's just healing right now. It, it, it takes a different times for people to heal from the same injury. Well, additional to that, I don't know if you saw in that tweet or report or whatever, he's considering getting a second surgery. Yeah. Uh, that's what James was, Wiseman had to do. That's why he was ruled out for the rest of this season. Like that, that is, I think 
we have to wait until we hear anything about that. I think that's the defining factor. And and I, I agree that he's not, he's probably not going to play opening night and probably not even, you know, the first week or so. Um, even if he is ready, like you said, but I, I think for now we just have to kind of wait and see on whether or not there's a second surgery coming. Yeah, um, definitely for sure. Um, and the reason I really mention it as something that I think is significant because I think Lonzo Ball was just so significant to their early regular season success. And one might even say he was their glue guy. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, I, I without think Lonzo's three, I, shooting, I fully like, agree. They weren't getting that many. Like, yeah, I honestly I, think he was the glue guy. Like, they fell apart after he got injured. To your point, Duve, like, I think, um, that three point shooting that we got this year from Lonzo at the start of the year. I mean, obviously his defense and playmaking has been his, you know, his, uh, where he hangs his hat on. Um, but the three point shooting is finally like high volume and high consistency. Like that has been the step-by-step process with Lonzo each year. It's like, okay, shooting to the side of his head. It's getting a little bit more to the front. All right. Now he's shooting at a decent clip, but it's only like two a game three a game this year how many was it like i don't know but it was you know i i think now that i'm thinking and and we're talking about it a little bit more it is a huge concern for the bulls going into next year yeah he's just a big question mark uh that's a team we're also going to want to talk about uh heading into next season because they also got some young guys like io um and then like Pat Williams, Kobe White are still pretty young too. They played roles on the playoff team. And then they got their stars who are getting older, like Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan. So that is an interesting team. Don't know how long their window is. Don't know if they can replicate their regular season success, but that's a team with a lot of question marks around it. And at the forefront is Lonzo Ball. They're pre-New Year's regular season success, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, well, once Lonzo got hurt, they coincide with each other. Yeah, DeMar's MVP numbers started taking a dip after, and they were still getting some wins, enough wins to make the playoffs, obviously, but... Went like 9-18. and 18 Yeah, they have something special here. They, they stole a game without Lonzo, and that was against the defending champs this year. Yeah. I mean, you can't say they didn't steal it because it was like, that was a steal. It wasn't a joke. Any game, any of the games, yeah, would have been a steal. Exactly, and... I think Lonzo got hurt January 14th. Really? Yeah. It felt so much earlier than that. I don't know why. No. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So now I, I know we said this section is the beef of the show, but this is really the beef topic because I got a lot to say, fellas. Hit him um, with the shoe. Hit him with it. The Nuggets are officially eliminated from the playoffs 2021, 2022. By the Golden State Warriors, uh, they lost four to one in the series. Let me just start off by saying the fact that that team, the Nuggets team, was able to win a game versus this Golden State Warriors team is a is a tremendous accomplishment. Um, Jokic proved why Jokic was not the issue in any of the five games, despite the national media, despite the inside crew on TNT saying Jokic's got to do more. Um, that team that they were facing was so good. And the team of supporting cast that Jokic has to deal with is there are, they are NBA players. They are all very good, but they are, they were thrust into positions where they were not ready to be in. Shub, just to cut you off really quick. Yeah. Um, and you can continue on the point about giving Jokic his props. I really, Really, really respect um, what Draymond Green did last night, this morning. What? Yeah, this morning. Well, um, it, was, it was probably in this press conference last night. Actually, probably. no, no, no. He So he had dropped, like, he does, like, his game recaps on, you know, whatever yeah. content media company he works for. Um, and he posted one last night at, like, 1130, like, right after the game. And the whole, like, first four minutes of it are him going through and like breaking down how amazing Jokic was this series and how much props he has for Jokic. So like 
major shout out to Draymond Green. Yeah. Just really a- quick. Anyone for, who thought being that in, guy. anyone who thought in Draymond Green, some guys are not that guy come playoff time. Anyone who thought they were talking he was talking about Draymond is just mistaken. Probably talking Jokic. about Cat. Or or yeah, talking about Jokic is mistaken. Cat, a guy like Aaron Gordon, especially in the first two games, he probably was talking about as well. Because AG Austin Rivers. season. Austin Rivers didn't don't get me started on Austin Rivers. Just, like you can't like Austin Rivers is a guy on a minimum contract being forced to play big minutes against the best guards in the NBA. It's been his whole career, I feel like. Yeah, like he's always put into a shitty situation. And by the end, he got hurt. He was playing hurt that whole series, I think. And he was still playing some tremendous defense on two of the best scorers of all time. Um, Just going back to the beginning, games one and two, Jordan Poole had the best two-game stretch of his basketball career, college included, genuinely. Like he was putting up 30 points a game on like 20 total shots. Like that's just something that you don't see every day, even from guys like Curry and Clay. Um, video game. Yeah, those are video game numbers. Um, games three and four were a little bit closer. Games three was win- game three was winnable for Denver, just didn't have enough in the tank, and I obviously they obviously won game four. Um, and then game five, we saw Jokic and Austin Rivers both get hurt. Austin Rivers leaving the game in the first half, and Jokic getting hurt in the second half, and just having to play on one leg and with four fouls the entire second half um boogie had his playoff career high yesterday he had a very good game off the bench um honestly a kind of interesting set to think about what that boogie just had in the sense that he never got the opportunity never got the opportunity yeah. to be in the playoffs in his prime yeah he's Truly. he was stuck on sacramento and then when the pelicans made the playoffs the year they traded for him he, had, he was hurt and then when the war- he signed with the Warriors, he was in and out the rotation because he, he was hurt. Post-ACL, yeah. yeah. Um, but similar to not – like DeMarcus Cousins had a very good game yesterday. I just want to read this box score a little bit because DeMarcus Cousins was 8 for 12, 19 points off the bench. Bones Highland had four points off the bench, all from the free throw line. He was 4 for 4, 0 for 6 from the field. Bryn Forbes played 11 minutes, zero points. Jeff Jamichael Green played 10 minutes off the bench, zero points. Austin Rivers played four minutes off the bench, zero points. Faku played three minutes off the bench, zero points. They had 18 minutes, 11 minutes, 10 minutes, four minutes, three minutes off the bench combined for zero field goals made. And they still only lost by five. That's insane that a team was able to, to be that close. And then you have a guy in the starting lineup who played 29 minutes and Jeff Green, who had two points. The fact that you're able to get that little production from so many people on the team and you're able to be that close is a testament to how good the best player on the team might, must be. Best player in the league, most likely. Yeah. I was telling my friend, I think... Jokic and Giannis are the two hardest people to defend in the NBA. Like Draymond Green is a generational defender, one of the best of all time. Doesn't matter who you put on Jokic or Giannis, they are going to score more often than they than like put the best defender of all time on them. Their offense is that good where they're just going to outperform them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Actual you. Statement right there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Want to give a shout out to Monte Morris, who had a great games four and five. He's he's a backup point guard at heart, but he stepped up the, the entire regular season. He was probably the most consistent non-joker on the Nuggets. Um, Aaron Gordon had a much better uh, games three, four, and five than he did in games one and two. He really struggled. It was really bad. It was hard not to improve on those games, but he looked more like himself in the, in the games three and four and five. Um, Will Barton, $16 million man. Got to be better if you're going to be a $16 million guy. Um, but just to go up to the Warriors, Steph Curry is looking like he was never injured. He's looking like he did at the beginning of the season when he was getting MVP. Uh, room swirls and stuff like that. Draymond is hitting the three ball right now. Gary Payton the second. <laughs> for those not here, Shub is clapping for Gary Payton. He's giving I, him his flowers as he should. 
I want to yeah. see him in a Denver uniform. He is so versatile. He hit the he hit the go ahead bucket. It was ninety to ninety with a minute and a half left. Uh, Which, if you're Steph, getting that from put, Gary Payton, you're they put so Joker. Happy. They put Joker in the in the pick and roll, and Steph found uh, Gary Payton. And Gary Payton's not the guy. He is not the guy who who Steve Kerr would probably want shooting the ball. But Gary Payton saw the lane, knew he had it, and made a nice move to go around Jeff Green, and that put them up ninety two to ninety. The next possession. Duville, you're going to remember this. It was where Joker made the nice pass to Aaron Gordon, and then Aaron Gordon threw the Aaron ball Gordon away. Fumbled it. And then they came back down on the other side. Steph made another contested layup, and that put them up two possessions with about a minute left. And that was all she wrote. Uh, Gary Payton hit the game winning or get, hit the dagger three as well, and just played lockdown defense the entire time. Did not see Jordan Poole or Andrew Wiggins to close the game. That's something Golden State's got to figure out because they're going to need them to be there in their death lineup. Um, but Golden State's a really good team, guys. I, I, do you want to, um, for those who don't know, do you want you guys, or do you want me to read the quote from Aaron Gordon? Uh, about how he needs to start playing smarter. That he has relied on talent for so yeah. long and not enough on the cerebral part of the game. It's time to make that switch. I, 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 I like it's stupid. It's stupid quote. It's a stupid quote that like stupid ass that's quote. saying, yeah, I haven't been using my brain for the past six years playing professional basketball. Yeah. However, I think playing with Jokic for a full season kind of woke him up a little bit and said so what it means to actually think yeah, while you're playing. Jokic is the smartest dude in the league and he grew up riding horses. So if he can do that, I can. I I've been playing basketball my whole life in America. I can. I can get smarter for him. I he committed to this team for the long term. I think it just shows that he's he wants to take that next step. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, I haven't mentioned Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. Let me tell you, I don't know if Denver would have won this series with them, especially with them coming off of injuries. Um, but they were missed. I don't know who the hell is guarding Jamal Murray on the on the on the Warriors and Michael Porter Jr. They were just like the Nuggets were missing two guys who shoot 40% from three at a high volume. They made six three pointers yesterday. Six in 48 minutes. That's awful. Like what? Six. Someone please Google. Like that has to be. Hold on. Keep going. I'm, I'm because, like when it was close, like every time the Warriors make a three, it's just so significant because the Nuggets can't match it. Like they just can't. Not at the efficiency the Warriors do. Um, so what? Like just adding their three point shooting ability, forty um, percent guys, high volume, just be so significant. I'm really excited for next year. Hopefully they are back healthy. Jamal Murray, I assume, will be. But he'll take a few months, like weeks, games to get back to his old self. And Michael Porter Jr. is still a big question mark. Uh, back injuries are no joke, as he knows very well. I hope to see him back on the court. He's a very talented guy. Y'all both know that. Um, but I'll also say, like, even Jamal Murray's defense, I'm not going to say Jamal Murray's a defensive player of the year. He will never be a defensive player of the year. But the season he got hurt, the NBA.com. Well, the NBA.com was was ranking him in the top five of defensive player of the year rankings. I wouldn't have done that, but they were. They the writers at the NBA were recognizing his defense. You put you the fact if you can put Jamal Murray on Steph Curry, like he can guard Steph Curry, that allows some someone like Austin Rivers to then slide down to Clay, and which allows Aaron Gordon to slide down to Jordan Poole. Like, just it adds, it like. It adds so much. It's just I. It's just a great season for the Nuggets. Great season for Joker. Happy for them and their success. And we're excited to move on to next season. So, real quick on the three-point shooting thing. Yeah. Uh, six days ago, the Suns made four out of 26 threes <laughs> in their game, shooting 15%. So, that, that looks to be the, the lowest I can find in recent history. Um, um, what, like, realistic. You know, yeah. so not just, like, zero. They didn't um, take any any non-bias Nuggets Warriors thoughts from the from the boys. I'll give my two cents here. I think I want to really tip my cap to the Nuggets and everybody on the roster who played because 
that, like Monty Morris said, after they got blown out, he came out and said that was embarrassing. Like to be on this side of things, it's embarrassing, and you don't you don't want that. And I felt bad for the Nuggets, and <clears throat> it's just really. It was great to see them fight. Yeah. And I know not too many people or really any people except themselves thought they could win. And I think that's what makes them different. They had the confidence and they were playing, like Shub said, not rotate, not high minute rotation guys against these superstars. And I also have to give credit to the Warriors because coming into the series we had our doubts about stuff and whether or not he'd be okay and he came out guns blazing jordan pool guns blazing clay was getting clamped and then he started figuring it out in uh the later games three four five and i don't know i think they're very dangerous the warriors right now and not too many teams outside a fully healthy Suns, in my opinion, could touch them right now. And with the Suns, I mean, no Devin Booker or Devin Booker's returning, so we'll see. Yep. But great season, for Joker. I hope he comes out with the MVP. He deserves it. He's put up numbers that we might not ever see again. And for anybody who thinks he wasn't the MVP this year because he wasn't as flashy, he doesn't, he shouldn't deserve it back to back. Uh, you're wrong. You're totally wrong. Yeah. He had a historic season with, uh, I won't say under average teammates. They were above average, of course, because they, they were they, average. In terms of NBA standards, they were average. In terms of, I would say, in terms yeah. of basketball players, they're above average. Okay, that's fact. Like that, and that's like, why they won a lot of games. Because they'd go out and do things I will never be able to do. Well, like, no, I'm just saying their team overall was better than a lot of the lower barrel teams in the league. What Shuba's players. saying, you're not disrespecting them by calling them average. You're you're you're, you're saying yeah. the, the value Joker Joker added to this team. Like without Joker, this team is not like the, it might be better than maybe the Stones or the Rockets, but like. Exactly. That's a year of the point you're making, but like, yeah, Joker turned Joker turned this so team good. from a team that would be in that conversation to a team that made the sixth seed in the Western Conference. And also, I mean, even statistically, and sorry, dude, we're kind of, you know, um, just taking away from your point, but like the stat about the second highest scorers on teams. That's I think that's the most showing stat about that that you could ever ask for, and it's not devaluing or telling like the players on the nuggets, like you suck because your second, you know, highest score is the lowest second high score in the league. Speaking of the Pistons and the Rockets, like somehow we have a higher second score, but still it's like, that just goes to show like, yes, the players are good. They're NBA players. They're there for a reason, but like compared to other teams in the league, the hierarchy, because they're missing their second and third best scorer. That just so happens to mean that the rest of the guys aren't on that level. That's it. That's all. I think That's in the playoffs, I think in the yeah. playoffs, the Nuggets in five games had like three total 20 point games from non Joker people. Like Barton had two and Morris had one, I believe. That says a lot because I think Steph on, on his own had three 30 point games. Clay had two 30 point games. Poole had two 30 point games. Wiggins had a 20 point game. So, like, it says a lot about secondary scoring, and it shows you can't do it by yourself. Uh, the only person who's been able to figure Shots it out, like LeBron, like they want they wanted to give Finals MVP to LeBron because he in a in a losing series because he was that good. That's similar to what Joker's dealing with over here, and LeBron had much better teammates in those games. So, LeBron had his Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. and and. Jamal Murray. Yeah. Well, not the year that not not that one year. True. Okay. Yeah, you're actually right. Yeah. But still. But that that's the year they got swept actually. So by the Warriors, by a very similar Warriors team, like just replaced KD for Pool. Honestly, KD KD for Pool and Wiggins. So like think of like. Yeah. So still tough. Also, shouts out Coach Malone. Like good man. Did what he could. Good man. I I really I respect that a lot of him. 
with what That's he serious had. Serious improvement from George he Carl. Did probably better than anybody. So yeah, shouts um, out, give him his flowers. We're we're excited for the future of the team. We'll leave it at that. Tim Connolly's got a lot. I will say they have a lot of roster decisions to make. You cannot move Shubon from talking about the Nuggets. I, that's the last thing I'll say. They do that's they do have a lot of roster decisions to make because the core of the team is there, but those fifth, sixth, seventh guys that can come in off the bench, potentially the fifth starter, that's huge. A def- Will's on a two-year, right? Will's, yeah, he's got this upcoming year, and then he's expired. Um, guys like J. Mike and Boogie, Bryn Forbes, Austin Rivers, Faku, those guys are all expiring. But guys like Joker, Porter, Murray, Gordon, Barton, Morris, Bones, they're there next year. Bones take a step next year. Super random. And not to take away from what Bones has done this year. Actually, it won't matter because he's really switchable. You can play the tour. I, I. Super excited for no reason for PJ Dozier to come back. Uh, yeah, he might be a future nugget again. So I'm not even going to talk about that yeah. because we're running out of time. Just we talked about six, Sixers Raptors a little bit. Embiid and his thumb, big storyline, Fred Van Vliet and his injury. Let's honestly, let's go through the picks. Let's go through the picks for tonight's game to wrap it up. Um, or just for the rest for the series. Yeah. So tonight, tonight we got Sixers Raptors. Who y'all got? All right. Wait. For the record, these are Mindy's picks that I'm reading out. He want he wants the podcast to know his picks. He says tonight he has Raptors, Suns, Mavs. Okay. Um, Did he say who he had for tomorrow or no? No. Uh, that's all right though. So. Yeah. Mindy's got the Raptors in the first game. Dove, who do you got in the first game? Raptors. Dove? Raptors. Give me Philly. Be different. Uh, Suns, Pels. I'm going to take the Pels. Honestly, I like the home. I think I like their home court advantage here tonight. I, we're, we're, we've been waiting for a CJ game for the past like three games. So yeah. I'm with you on this one. I think I think tonight's the night we get the CJ game. And, and uh, I think that propels them. To Jack the has the Suns and Duve. I don't know. I think I'm a little on the fence with this because of the Devin Booker pregame, which is he's uh, playing. It's that, yeah, they, they have Monty to Williams say that play. he's playing. He's playing. Money Williams did come out and say he is definitely playing. Yeah, he'll most likely be on a restriction, like Shub said. So I think, uh, barring a uh, CJ or Brandon Ingram, just outburst it'll be the suns okay Fair. and last game of the night the 10 p.m game mavs jazz mavs opportunity to close mavs. it out on the road yes sir i'm also gonna say mavs and just pray that it doesn't go till past midnight i pray for the east coast people because <laughs> i times think too late. Brutal. 1 a.m game. i think we're gonna get a, a, a classic playoff bubble donovan mitchell playoff game tonight that's my hot take i think that Is that's it? enough to propel him to a victory perhaps a 45 50 point game from d mitch i could see that for sure not the way he's been playing this series I'm, um I'm so all those teams had the opportunity to close it out tonight it's all game sixes uh tomorrow game six memphis versus minnesota crazy we didn't even talk about that game crazy game the other day um with Memphis, Minnesota running one of the best inbound plays to get Anthony Edwards that three, especially right after the Miami Heat and the Hawks. The Hawks ran one of the worst inbound plays ever when they needed a three. So we've seen some really bad bad inbound plays this first um, round. In game six of that game, who do you guys have? Memphis. Not so hot take. Oh wait, I guess I guess we'll say our picks first. Doof. Uh, first, I want to say my pick is Memphis, but I also want to shout out that inbounds play because it was probably the best inbounds play that we've seen all season, I would say. And that goes to show you all the shit inbound plays we've seen in the playoffs just is shitty coaching. That's what it is. Like coming yeah. out of a timeout, if you guys turn it over, that's Team discipline and coaching. 
in the NBA, that's unacceptable. And we saw it all the time with the Nets. The Celtics were eating them alive. And it just made Steve Nash look like absolute trash. But the pick is Memphis. <laughs> uh, um, I'll, I'll take Memphis as well on this. Not to take away from Anthony Edwards, and I don't want to do this, but just as good as that three-point shot was, his reach not, on yeah. jaw was, that was, was not a, so that, much yeah, worse. That was not a good inbound play from Minnesota. It was bad. Uh, basketball from Anthony Edwards. I think he knows that. I think he won't mistake make that mistake again. But that's not important. He made the mistake that lost in the game. Yeah, it, and how he bounced back will be uh, pretty interesting. So, um, despite me having the this is such a hard series to predict. You already had the Wolves. I forgot that. Uh, so let's just stick with that. So let's go. I'm going with the Wolves. Um, but my not so hot take is that honestly, I don't think any of this is going to matter because I think the Warriors are going to wallop whoever, whatever team goes against them because both of these teams are so unex- inexperienced and we've seen that every single minute of this series so far. Yeah. Um, we're, we're excited to talk round two with you guys. Hopefully, um, I know most of our school schedules are winding down at this point. Um, so hopefully we'll get you two episodes next week, whether that's Monday, Tuesday, definitely Thursday. Um, and we'll be able to talk all things around two and beyond. Um, there's always new injuries in these playoffs. Apparently we'll be able to talk about those. Um, but until then, uh, thank you all so much for listening and, uh, keep up with us on all of our socials and make sure to rate and download all of the podcasts and anyone got anything else to say before I hit stop. Shouts good, good out to Jacuzzi. You. Good close. Thank, thanks, Dove. Great close. Uh, shouts out Jacuzzi. Shouts out, shouts out Angel. That's out Minden. And shouts out Minden. Shouts out Minden. That's out Minden. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.